Welcome to Stories That Stick, Stick, a podcast series about the stories that shape us. The blessing curse of being a black woman, everyone thinks that you're strong, independent and you can do it. And therefore also everybody opts out of helping you. So you just stop asking. Hey guys, it's your host Ade here. Just wanted to quickly make two announcements before we begin the show. First one is this is the last episode pre-COVID or pre-lockdown, shall we say. Number two is we are still looking for storytellers within our community that would like to share their stories and specifically the positive impacts. So if you have a story to share, then please do get in touch. We'd love to feature you. We'd love to share and amplify your story because it does matter. Now, in the studio, we have Christina Moore, the person behind Don't Skip Media, which is a podcast production studio. And previously, she used to work for BBC, BBC World Service, Apple and the likes of. So she just came in the studio just to talk to us about what she's up to and some of the stories that have made an impact in her life. It's a short one, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. And as always, do rate, do review, do subscribe, because it really does help us grow. Without further ado, oh, before we do forget, we always start every conversation talking about death. So if this does trigger you, then please do fast forward to roughly around one minute after this intro. Take care. Speak to you in a bit. Bye. Welcome, Christina. Welcome. Hi. You've listened to stories that stick before. Yeah. So you know how we start. Yeah. You asked me about death. Do you care about death? So there's a verse in the Bible that says the dead are conscious of nothing. And in Christianity, it seems to be there's the theology of you will go to heaven or you will go to hell because you're a bad person. And then ignoring this particular verse in the Bible that says there's nothing. But you do do something, and that's why you're on this platform, which we'll definitely get into. Are you doing it because you want a legacy? Not a legacy. I have a big family. (laughs) And so it's not really a legacy for, you know, after I die. It's more of, okay, as my parents get older, how am I going to manage that? And it didn't seem like that was going to be achievable in a salary job so I was looking at ways I could give myself a some flexibility and also be able to earn enough money in what I like I was trying to have it all basically so that I'm prepared enough as my parents get older to take care of my siblings in any way that they need to because some of them independent and they're fine I do have one who's sick and so I would really like to just provide myself with a little bit of a a backup plan, if that makes sense. Okay. Let's do go forward. But in order for us to go forward, we need to go back. Your first chapter, zero to 10. Who was Christina Moore during zero to 10? Zero to 10, I was a child of an athlete. So my dad was an athlete and he was a triple jumper in the 80s. So my life one to 10 was basically traveling with my mum and dad to athletic meetings to and from London because oh my goodness I forgot to mention this 
I was born in Birmingham. I should probably start with that. <laughs> I was born in Birmingham. My parents got married in Birmingham, although my mum spent most of her life in London at that time. And my dad, he migrated to the UK from Jamaica. Right. Um, like most of your guests, I'm a child of an immigrant. You mentioned though earlier on that you do have quite a lot of siblings. Yeah, yeah. Altogether, there's five. Okay. Three brothers, one sister, and, and me. Yeah, and you're the eldest. No, I'm second, but I'm the first girl. Which, if you come from either an African or a Caribbean country, you know what being the first girl means? Tell us. It means that there's a, in spite of the fact that I actually think my parents are quite progressive, there's still a lot of responsibility in terms of being a caretaker. And now we've ended up in this place where, as a woman, you can go out, you can get a job, you can do all of these things and you can carve a career and a name for yourself. But also, could you take care of so-and-so? Like, it, it's now you're doing both jobs. You're like, oh, okay. But do you adhere to those gender roles? Because you did mention earlier on that part of why you do what you do is have the ability to take care of your ill brother as well as your family. Yeah. So at one point, I just completely rejected it all. Right. And that's part of why I moved to London. I was just like, I don't care. I'm not interested. I'm going to do this for me, blah, blah, blah. But as I've got older, things have become more and more apparent that actually a lot of the responsibilities as my parents get older are going to fall onto me. Onto yeah, yeah. And so I've stopped resisting that and started preparing for it. Many of my regular listeners do know that I often ask my guests to send in a single sentence or word of their funness story. So on this occasion, you submitted The Witches by Roald Dahl. Why that book? So I loved the book and the film The Witches by Roald Dahl because it allowed children to explore darker sides of their mind. So the book is about a boy um, whose parents unfortunately die, so he's orphaned. And he's sent to live with his grandmother, a witch hunter. And she tells him stories about how to identify witches who try to disguise themselves. So, like, they wear wigs, but if you ever get a peek under their wig, they've got a scaly, itchy scalp. And they wear gloves to hide their claw hands. And they can sniff children out. To them, children smell like dog poo. And if they catch you, they're going to kill you. Him and his nan go on holiday. They come across a witches' conference and plot the downfall of the British witches. So that's what they do. They then turn all of these witches into mice and the mice are exterminated by the hotel. Let's go into your second chapter, which is 11 to 20. Was Christina during this decade, this chapter? During this chapter, I did two things, either listen to music or read books. That was it. I didn't go out much. And I loved other worlds. I liked being either in my own head or somebody else's head. And that's who I was really between, let's say, 11 to 14. And then when I was 15, I decided that I wanted to leave home after school. Because I always knew that I wanted to make 
things in a content way and I didn't really know whether that was going to be in TV, film, radio, but I knew that's what I wanted to do and that was going to be difficult in Birmingham. At the age of 15, you knew all of that? I knew that I wanted to make stuff and that those opportunities were going to be mostly in London and not in Birmingham. Okay. So what was going on in your environment? It was hard. Yeah. It was really hard, a lot harder than I thought it would be. I just assumed that it would all fall into place and it would work out. What was hard? Living by yourself, like being able to afford that in London. How were you able to afford it? Oh, any number of jobs that I had to do, including cleaning. I wasn't above doing that. I remember the first job I had in London was as a cleaner and I cleaned houses. They were rental properties and they were disgusting. But that led me on to other jobs. So the guy who I cleaned the houses for then said, do you want to work in the office? Because I had a really good work ethic. And then from the office, I actually got a civil service job. So it built onto bigger and better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Is there anything in this chapter that was instrumental to the Christina we're finding ourselves? So this was 10 to 20, right? Yeah. Um, No, I mean, I've just kind of mentioned that it's difficult. And so if anybody is kind of thinking of moving away from their parents as a teenager to a city like London, protect yourself and also somehow without being cagey because it will be the people that you meet Uh, and your friends that will kind of swoop in just in the nick of time. Uh, And yeah, yeah, I'll be there for you. Christina, The House of Spirits. Tell us why this book had an impact. So I regularly read books that take me away somewhere, but also include elements that are actually quite horrific. And for me, it's almost preparation. It's like, okay, these things happen they're terrible and I would rather know what I could potentially be getting myself in for and be able to prepare myself mentally if not any other capacity. So in this particular story the house of the spirits there is a guy who got quite good standing in his community but that good standing is earned via intimidation and in some cases even rape. And so he's not a nice person in any way, shape or form. But in stark contrast to this, the woman he marries is an empath, but she's not just an empath also, she has dreams that help her tell the future. So the story goes on, he has an illegitimate child before he gets married. Talking about spoiler alert. Sorry guys. Do, do read it because it'll be massively insightful and it's based in something that has happened in history. And if you're like me and you kind of have this interest, this curiosity in other cultures, in other political systems, I recommend this book. Well, there you go. So The House of Spirit by... Isabel Allende. Let's go on to your third chapter. This is where you start to think, okay, professionally, this is what I do now. and. Hopefully this conversation can also help get me there. Your third chapter, Christina. So this was the time where I finished university. I entered the workforce properly. What was that? Right, so I started work 
at a digital media company and after a year there I applied for a job at the BBC it might have been my second time applying for a job at the BBC but this time it was in like a fairly small department it was called the digital radio team and I got the job it was just editorial assistant it's really low ranking (laughs) 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 I mean you clearly wanted to work for the BBC yeah it was my dream and literally that's what I left home for Also, there are problems with that in the sense that then they have all the power if you kind of leave yourself with only that option. But we can go on to that later if you want to. We can go on to that now. What do you mean? So when you make that your professional world, it then took me from there years to get out of a junior role. And had I not made the BBC so important, I would have just left. Was there no one internally looking out for you and saying, you know what, Christina, you should start considering X, Y, Z, you know, like mentor? I have found it very, very hard to find a consistent mentor. And this is one of the areas that I still to this day, in in spite of all the things that might be perceived as success, I still have found that difficult to find somebody that says, "Okay, so you have this drive and this is how I'm going to help you execute that plan. I would say that is the blessing curse of being a black woman. Everyone thinks that you're strong, independent, and you can do it. And therefore, also, everybody opts out of helping you. So you just stop asking. But you don't work for the BBC? Not anymore. So what was that catalyst? What was that trigger? Like, you know what? I need to have bigger aspirations. And I don't think I'm going to be able to do it in that BBC. So after I left the BBC, I then worked for myself for a little while as a freelancer just a brief stint and then I got a job at Apple and I I haven't yet mentioned podcast once yeah I was gonna say because literally I'm I'm sitting here thinking well I'm not hearing anything in your I guess career ambitions of starting your own podcast production company and also trying to put forth underrepresented and underserved talent when is this all starting to come into your psyche It does start at the B, but it is a slow burn. So it's not at the forefront of my mind and partly because I'm still trying to navigate my way out of being a junior member of staff. But what I should do is take a step back and say part of my work on the digital team there was working on podcasts. And at the time, it was just this tiny operation. The B was very, very much focused on listeners and websites. The podcast was seen as something that people caught up on. So everyone ignored it and I owned it. I owned all the relationships. So that would be Apple and that would be Deezer, Spotify, all of those people. I would be responsible for making sure that BBC content was on those platforms. And that's how I built my relationship with Apple. So what you were doing for the BBC? now for apple yeah when i started in 2015 with black Ticulate, i'm sure renee must have approached you that's why i believe you helped feature black Ticulate on the home page there i cannot confirm or deny oh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's all algorithm based. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure it's all algorithm based there isn't a human behind it is that not meant to be known there is an editorial team at apple why people make the selections that they do is that's not widely discussed at all. It's evident. 
as to what makes a homepage celebrity and money. Uh, Are you okay? You don't want to ruffle feathers? Uh, this is gonna, <laughs> this would be a very different conversation if Renee was sitting in front of me. But me and Renee are different people of and course, we fight the fight in very different ways. And I think that's why in our community, what you'll find is that, you know, uh, so-and-so isn't doing enough. And actually, if you really looked into it, they're just fighting the battle on a different playing field. That is it. It's not necessarily that they've decided to um, opt out of the conversation, opt out of the move, if there is a movement. They're just kind of pushing for it in a different way. Yeah, and it's also very audacious for anyone to say someone isn't doing enough. I feel like I'm getting your resume. I really am. Where's the heart that you're like, you know what, I can't now not do this. Right. So I would say overall in my career, how I've exercised diversity or representation, both for BAME and for the LGBTQ plus community, would always be to make sure that they were included in every campaign, every editorial selection. Okay. Let's join all our dots to find out more about Don't Skip Media and how that came about because you've officially gone solo. You're no longer working for Apple. Mm -mm. What is it that you are doing and how can we get on board? Yes. So I uh, set up a company called Don't Skip. The name comes from your ability to skip content and I'm telling you not to. So there is two agendas. One satisfies my want to create content and talk about the things that I want to talk about and the other side is about me being able to help content creators in audio create a platform for themselves. So don't skip media you create content which is podcast and the second part is based off the skill set in which you've accrued for working for the BBC Apple and the likes is you now have this platform don't skip media to teach and equip people yes. on how to do it you very succinctly told me exactly <laughs> i mean i say that yeah. because well we're actually in the same boat and i assume that's why you also approached us yeah well I, do you want to know i was talking to bernard honestly Shout out bernard, yeah so way, yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i should have mentioned that um <laughs> and we were just talking about you know the industry and how we can support each other and who should we contact and then it was kind of like in all the time that I've been outside of Apple, I've not contacted Abe. And I just sh- shot you over an email yeah. and just thought, yeah, this is a good time to kind of re-engage, as they say. <laughs> and just basically to have a chat no, with you. And it's, yeah. been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. That being said, guys, I'm always of the mindset that the rising tide lifts all ships. I really believe that. It's a lovely quote. I do want to end in this question. What one book would you gift to other people? Ooh, oh, come on. Wouldn't that depend on why? Exactly. And that's going to be the following question. Oh, okay. If I could gift a book, I would pick um, 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. And the reason is because... It is about a struggle, but it is a hopeful struggle. And there's almost something very serendipitous about a lot of the things that happen in that book. 
You can interpret that in any way you please, in any way that feels comfortable with you. But 100 Years of Solitude is essentially that journey. Speaking of journeys, I hope yours is a long and fruitful one and successful and just have loads of accolades, accolades, accolades. (laughs) We'll definitely watch this space. So how can we watch this space? Give us your socials, give us how to find you. And when we do, is there anything you'd like us to do? Pretty much all my handles are at Don't Skip Media. And you'll be able to find me Instagram and on Twitter. I'm pretty accessible at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have any questions, just like DM me. That's cool. Um, What have I got coming up? Yeah, well, it wasn't coming up per se, but I mean, you can definitely say that. I was wondering what you'd like us to do if we find you. Oh, if you are. Or when. Okay. So if or when you find me, great addition. Um, Let me know what are your top very specific podcast questions so not how do I start a podcast because honestly jump onto YouTube and find that out but if you have specific questions about perhaps you know media law what rights do you have to use music what rights do you have to use other people's content um you know what's the best way to conduct an interview very specific questions let me know your questions and i'm gonna respond to those via social media well guys thanks for tuning in and do hit us up as well with any feedback do rate review do subscribe and we'll see you in another episode thank you so much ade thank you for coming bye bye today's episode was produced by ade bambala Sound designed by Chris Orise. And if you'd like to be featured on Stories That Stick, then please do get in touch.